2: BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only.
3: Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile.
0: No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18-plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
4: Thanks for listening to the best of the Ben Maller Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weeknight from 2 to 6 Eastern, 11 p.m. to 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And to find your local station for the Ben Maller Show at foxsportsradio.com. You can find it there or stream us live every night on the
6: iHeartRadio
4: app by searching FSR.
7: This is
4: the best of the Ben Maller Show on Fox Sports Radio.
1: Oh, what's going on, everybody? hope you're enjoying your evening slash early morning. You ever see the movie Goodfellas? There's a scene that reminds me a bit of Aaron Rodgers. Goodfellas is an all-time classic. Right. But there's a scene toward the end of the movie where there's an FBI agent and he's talking to Karen, right? The wife of Ray Liotta's character. And he says, Don't give me the lost babe in the woods routine. I hear you on those tapes, but I think that's what Aaron Rodgers does with us from time to time. He gives us the lost babe in the woods routine where he comes out and he's like, Cryptic? Me? What does is, what is cryptic even mean? I'm unfamiliar with the word. of I mean, Me? No. no. So that's what Aaron Rodgers is doing. We will dive into that. I'm Brian, though, in for Big Ben. Feel free to be interactive. Love some interaction over here. 877-99 on Fox. That's your phone number. Also on Twitter is where you can reach me at The No Show. So, Aaron Rodgers was a guest on the Pat McAfee Show. And he dove right in. He dove right in saying, nothing cryptic to see here. He had a lengthy Instagram post on Monday night. He thanked a ton of people. He thanked who was once his fiancee. Shayla Woodley. Shailene Woodley. Yeah, sorry, Coop. Coop was in my ear real quick. Coop's quick on the draw right there with the actresses. I, I, I... I leave a lot to be desired in this department, I'll be honest with you. But Shailene Woodley, Aaron Rodgers said a lot of nice things about her, a lot of nice things about current and past teammates. It was very, very – the whole theme was gratitude, right? But it was so in-depth. It's just like, is there something more here? Is he walking away from the Packers or the NFL in general? So here's Pat McAfee. Uh, interviewing Aaron Rodgers, some of the comments that Aaron Rodgers had to say about that post. Was it cryptic? Was it not? Here's Rodgers.
5: Unless you've gone through certain experiences um, and had frustration and, and, and been near the bottom and then get near the top and understand the uh, the beauty in life, and then you might say things about that. That's a cryptic message. I mean, there's nothing cryptic about gratitude.
1: Mm, okay. Nothing cryptic about gratitude. Okay, so he further explains what's going on in this Instagram post. Here's more from Aaron Rodgers.
5: So when I come out, my first thought is just intense gratitude for the people in my life. And that's not every person in my life that I mentioned. And and there's other people to, to highlight in the credit. But that was just where I was at. I was going through some old pictures from the last year and felt an intense amount of gratitude Uh, for the life that I have and for the lessons that I've learned and the growth that's happened over the last year and the people who've been a part of that uh, that journey.
1: Okay. So it boils down to this. Are you buying it? Are you buying that Aaron Rodgers just felt immense gratitude? He talked about this 12-day cleanse that he just got done with and he felt intense gratitude. Apparently the cleanse is called, I might be butchering this, but panchakarma, something like that. 12-day cleanse, intense gratitude afterward. So are you buying that that's all it was? Just feeling this intense gratitude, thanked a bunch of people, saw some pictures, got a little emotional, and that's it. I am not buying this at all. I'm not saying it's a complete crock. I do believe that he was feeling some gratitude, and he was genuinely thanking a lot of people. I don't think that's just BS. But to say, oh, there's nothing cryptic here... Let's start with this. Aaron Rodgers is not a dummy. The guy is far from stupid. He's an intelligent guy. He knows what the takeaway is going to be after posting what he did, right? The minute he posts that, he has to know that a lot of people are going to think, goodness, is he done with the Packers? Is he retiring from the NFL? What's-? He knows people are going to be reading into that. He could have easily put something at the end, like, hey, this has nothing to do with my football future, I'm still just figuring that out, right? And and that would have stopped a lot of speculation, but he didn't. Do you think that was a mistake? He just honestly forgot to do that? Like, oh man, I didn't even see this coming, where people would think that I was saying maybe I'm done with the Packers or the NFL, my... I didn't even think of it that way. I was just showing gratitude. That was it. Really? Really? Come on. like Aaron Rodgers is calculated. That's not automatically a bad thing. But he's far too bright to be like, no, you guys are so silly thinking that I was saying something I wasn't. I was just showing gratitude. I saw some pictures, got a little misty, thought I'd fire off an Instagram post. That's all it was. <laughs> Okay, I, some people buy this some people believe it hook, line, and sinker this is calculated Aaron Rodgers one, showing some gratitude and two, getting a reaction a monstrous reaction there were over 130,000 people that tuned into Pat McAfee's show to find out if Aaron Rodgers had a major announcement do you think that was just an honest mistake like oh, that's kind of lucked out that it, it worked out this way, where man, it got some pub out of it. I'm weird. I was just showing gratitude. I had no idea it would turn into a big thing like this. Come on. <laughs> That's why it is cryptic. That's why there's ulterior motives, right? There's a hidden agenda. I hate to be like looking under every rock and like, ah, there's something here that doesn't add up. Like, I don't mean to be this way. But when it's staring at my face, right, I can't help but see it. That's exactly what's going on here with Aaron Rodgers. He also mentioned, he said, I would say the meetings with the Packers were much different than they've been in the past in a positive way. And that there were some real honest conversations that I appreciated. There is such a different tone this offseason between Aaron Rodgers and the Packers I don't think he's going anywhere. That's my best guess. Like, I have, I've been honest about this. I've said numerous times, I I have no idea what Aaron Rodgers is going to do. I still don't know for sure one way or the other. But based on the interview that he just did and some of the things that he's saying about the front office and we've had some productive conversations, I've really appreciated them. I just don't think he's going anywhere else. I mean, I've been wrong before. Don't go to your sports book of choice and put it all on the Packers (laughs) to give Aaron Rodgers a contract extension. He'll be playing his football in 2022 in Green Bay because I said so. I've been wrong many times before. But my hunch is unless something goes completely sideways and the Packers cannot agree to a long-term extension with Devontae Adams, I would expect Aaron Rodgers to be there. I think the Packers would really have to royally screw things up in the offseason, not signing Devontae Adams, not appeasing Rodgers roster wise for him to go elsewhere. I just I think that's where it is. The last thing on this is Aaron Rodgers is high maintenance, but he's worth it. And the crazy twist to me is a lot of Packers fans lose sight of that. I find that to be really interesting. I've heard Man, last offseason and even during the season, right? When Rodgers missed the game against Kansas City because of his vaccination status and right, contracting COVID and all that stuff, I've heard so many Packer fans that are just like, ah, move on from the guy. He's a headache. You know, he's a diva. And <laughs> Let me just tell you, as a fan of a team that has not had anything close to Aaron Rodgers with the Miami Dolphins, ever since Dan Marino retired, I would take Aaron Rodgers and all his sideshow, passive-aggressive, cryptic writings in a heartbeat. Oh my gosh, these Packer fans, they're just, oh, this guy, I mean, too much drama. So what? He's worth it? He's absolutely worth it? I would much rather have Aaron Rodgers in his drama than... Tua Tungavailoa, Jay Fiedler, anybody else you want to mention after Dan Marino. Give me all the drama as long as the production comes along with it. So these Packer fans that are like, ah, we'd just rather move on without him. You guys are out of your freaking minds. Do you ever remember the soundbite of John Gruden when he was still coaching? There's a great soundbite of him on the sidelines. He's like, are you out of your mind? Are you out of your skull? I always love that one. Doesn't have the same pop anymore ever since the emails surfaced. But I I still think of that from time to time. I think Green Bay Packer fans, the ones that want Rodgers gone, they are out of their skulls, like Gruden once said. You guys are crazy people. I would take that drama in a heartbeat because although he's high maintenance, he is absolutely worth it. And the other part of this is what really matters the most is the team. How does the team feel about it? I can understand someone being, like, just worn out by the drama, even if you're a Packers fan. Can completely appreciate that. But what do you hear from the team? Do you ever hear current teammates just like, this freaking guy, it's one thing after another. I can't take it anymore. Do you hear anything even remotely close to that? I never do. It might be a former teammate, like uh, like a former tight end that, you know, Michael Finley is upset with how he was dealt with, and now he's blasting Rodgers. Or, you know, Greg Jennings has had some critical things to say about Aaron Rodgers. I rarely hear it from current teammates. Hardly ever. It was funny. David Bakhtiari, the offensive tackle, he posted a GIF with Rodgers. This was last night after the cryptic message. I still think it's cryptic. He says it's just gratitude. I think it's also cryptic. But Bakhtiari tweeted a gif, and it just said, aw, bleep, here we go again. Or it's just kind of a running joke <laughs> in team headquarters where it's like, oh, man, here we go with Rodgers and the same routine, a little cryptic, maybe a little passive-aggressive, maybe a guessing game yet again. This is how he gets down. This is how he rolls. And, yeah, I understand it can be annoying, but at the end of the day, the guy is an absolute baller And he's worth it. Your team is better off with Rodgers and the drama than not having that guy and having a mediocre or below average quarterback. Be sure to catch live
4: editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app.
7: Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury
0: Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact.
2: Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long.
4: Maller here. Winter is coming here in L.A. That means more rain. For others, a wintry combination of sleet, slush, snow, and ice. Like my brother. In Appleton, Wisconsin, whatever winter means to you, Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. All-season tires, all-weather tires, and dedicated winter tires. Go to TireRack.com, use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation, the right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full lineup of Kumo tires. Ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. You get free road hazard protection for two years. Mobile tire installation is available in many areas. Have you heard about this? They bring new tires to you at home or work and install them on site. Game changer. Go to TireRack.com sports to see their Kumo test results and special offers. They've been at this for over 40 years. Trust me, they're the experts. That's TireRack.com slash SportsTireRack.com, the way
1: tire buying should be. Oh, what's going on? Hope you're enjoying your Wednesday morning early hours. We're letting our hair down. We're getting crazy. That's right. Uh, we're talking music and sports and food and keys being locked in the car. Anything goes, basically, is... Long story short here. Now, I'll get to my quick idea to fix college football here in about, I would say, 20 American minutes. Get to that. It'll be very, very quick, very painless. But um, I think that the the bowl system is actually holding college football back. So I'll give you a quick take on that here. But let's start this hour with uh, Brian Flores. He's back in the news. And I'll get in some uh, quarterback news as well as we begin the final hour. Brian, though, in for Big Ben Maller. Here on Fox Sports Radio. Feel free to check in. Love the militia. I'm giving a figurative hug to the militia right now. Because I can't actually hug it. Right? But 877-99 on Fox. That is your phone number. Feel free to get on in here. I'm very disappointed. I haven't heard from my guy, Cowboy. Yeah, I got called to my guy. You know, he calls me from time to time. And we haven't gone to Cowboy's Corner. I, I'm going to be completely let down if we don't do that this hour. You know, no pressure. No pressure, Cowboy, if you're listening. But... All right, let's start it with Brian Flores. Now, here's the news that dropped on Tuesday. So Brian Flores, he was a guest with his lawyers on Real Sports with Bryant Gumbel, the HBO show. And so Brian Flores is saying that he opted not to sign a non-disparagement agreement. He did not sign an NDA agreement with the Miami Dolphins. And so he basically forfeited his buyout. Millions of dollars so that he could either sue or speak out. And that's what he's chosen to do. And so the Dolphins came back. They put out a statement. And they're saying this is categorically false. Not true at all. The latest assertion You know, it's serious when you throw an assertion. The latest assertion by Brian Flores and Steve Ross, that Steve Ross mentioned in NDA to him is categorically false. This just did not happen, and we simply cannot understand why Brian continues this pattern of making unfounded statements that he knows are untrue. We are fully cooperating with the NFL investigation and look forward to all of the facts coming out which we are confident will prove that this claims that his claims are false and defamatory. Okay, so we have assertion, defamatory, categorically false. We got a lot of fancy words going on here. So one last thing to mention here, I'll give you my takeaway, is that Brian Flores' lawyers they posted pictures online of the the agreement, like the the disclosure agreement. And so they're like, oh, okay, Dolphins, you're saying this is categorically false, then what is this? What is this over here exactly, huh? So we're getting an uglier back and forth. Now, here's the deal. It looks shady for the Dolphins to allegedly offer an NDA, then say, no, this is categorically false, and then the lawyers come back and say, well, then how do you explain this? The dolphins look shady right now. I don't know if they are. It's possible. But if that's true, like why are you offering the NDA? It looks like the dolphins have possibly something to cover up. You know, why are you categorically denying if this is just a common procedure if NDAs are offered? From time to time for various reasons. Why are you going out and say we categorically deny this? It's categorically false. That sort of thing. Right? It just it seems shady with the Dolphins. Time will tell. We'll see. Seems like Brian Flores has dug in and his team of lawyers, they're willing to dig and dig and dig and uncover a lot of things. So maybe something comes to light that does show that the Dolphins were truly shady. We'll see. Now I would have two main thoughts on this whole situation. Were it stands right now first things first I'm rooting for Brian Flores I'm a diehard Dolphins fan if you've listened to me before you probably know that it's always been my team since I've been a kid I've loved the Miami Dolphins and I thought all things considered Brian Flores did a very good job they had back-to-back winning seasons they have a shoddy offensive line they don't have a proven franchise quarterback to have back-to-back winning seasons pretty good pretty good and it wasn't perfect there were a number of coordinators that were hired and fired maybe he's a little prickly not exactly easy to get along with but he had success like I'm rooting for the guy the second takeaway is while I'm rooting for Brian Flores I I understand that he's got an axe to grind with the Miami Dolphins thought he was done dirty by them And he very well might have been. I still think he should be the head coach in terms of wins and losses. It's not only about that, you got to be collaborative in this day and age. Jim Harbaugh got ran out of San Francisco and he went to three straight NFC championship games. All right. Brian Flores didn't even make it to the playoffs. Still thought he did a good job, but this idea that uh, it's just the racist ways of the Dolphins, it's like, eh, not so fast. I would say this about Flores going forward. I think he's making it harder and harder for himself to be a head coach again. I hope he gets there one day. But when he's airing dirty laundry like this, what he's airing might be completely true. He might be accurate about the things that he says about the Miami Dolphins. I I don't know for sure. I think it's a a hell of a thing just to dream up in terms of saying they offered me $100,000 per loss back in 2019. We were trying to tank, and I wasn't down with it. I, I don't know how you just make that up out of thin air. I believe him as far as that goes. But with him just airing this out publicly, I think it makes it harder for him going forward. I, I do think there are going to be teams that have the question, can we trust this guy? Is this guy going to be a gigantic headache? Like, What are we signing up for here? I think all of that is fair, unfortunately. Because I look at it this way. Let's take it away from Brian Flores. Let's take it away from football. Let's just talk about regular life. All right. If you walked by a couple that had broken up, right? They had dated for a while and they broke up, and they're just airing their laundry, their dirty laundry publicly. You walk by and they're having some sort of disagreement. And the girl's like, you did this wrong, and then what about this, and then all that stuff. Are you walking by that conversation as a guy saying, man, I want to date this girl? Are you more or less interested after hearing that? I personally would be less interested. I would be thinking, man, what's going on here? What, What am I potentially getting involved with? Now, to be fair, she might be right about everything she's saying. She might be accurate. But you still have that reaction of, oh, man, what's it going to be like for me exactly? That's what NFL teams, a, a lot of them, maybe not all of them, but there are going to be teams that think that about Brian Flores. And they'll look at all the things that have been said recently with Bill Belichick's text messages coming to light, Right? Those are private text messages that I can understand why Brian Flores is using those and building a case around that. But still, if you're another team in the NFL, you might think, man, uh, like if if we get into business with this guy, like if something isn't to his liking, is he gonna call us out? Like what are we exactly looking at here? The other facet is the John Elway thing. Brian Flores said that he had a sham interview with the Denver Broncos. This is his interpretation. And he also said John Elway showed up disheveled, and it was clear that he was partying the night before. The Broncos have a different uh, claim here. They said they had to fly in. It was on Flores' timetable. They were they had very little sleep, that sort of thing. So it's it's he said, he said. The point is this. There might be teams that look at this and say, Man, he threw Belichick under the bus, or at least exposed Belichick, bringing those private messages to light. And then he said that John Elway was for sure partying the night before, and it's like, what what are we signing up for for here? And, And at this point, that's at least a fair question to wonder, hey, is it worth getting into business with this guy? I hope that there is a team that says this guy was uh, able to get his team to play hard for three straight years in Miami, not the easiest thing to do. There are plenty of teams that would have quit that first year that Flores was there in Miami. They lost their first seven games. The third year he's in Miami, they had high expectations coming off a 10-win season the year prior, and they're 1-7 in out of the gate. And they rattle off seven straight wins. They still played hard. They didn't just throw in the towel. That speaks highly of Brian Flores. So he brings a lot to the table as a head coach. I do not question his ability to inspire players, get the most out of them. Those guys played hard. And there are a lot of coaches that they can't get that out of their players. So he brings that to the table. But unfortunately, what he also brings to the table is airing a lot of dirty laundry. And it's just like the, the comparison with the couple that's just arguing in public, yelling at each other, you didn't do this right, you did this wrong. And that's what Brian Flores is doing right now with the Dolphins. And if you walk by a conversation like that, you might wonder, man, what what's going on here exactly? Like, is this person going to eventually throw me under the bus? That's where it stands right now. So I hope it doesn't cost him going forward, but it very well might. Because I think the more that he says and uh, the more drama there is, uh, I think there are going to be teams that say, I don't know if we want to sign up for potential drama in this way. And look, he could have gotten a raw deal all across the board. He might be completely right with everything that he's saying right now. And he might make it better for other black coaches going forward. But I I don't know if this is going to work out well for him. Now listen, you give it time. Like where we stand right now might be a a completely different place than five years from now. Brian Flores is on the staff with the Steelers. Hey, maybe they have success. Maybe he goes and he takes over as a defensive coordinator of another team. And this is far in the rearview mirror. The lawsuit, the dirty laundry with the Dolphins, all of that stuff. Maybe something comes to light that proves his claims that the Dolphins paid him to tank or offered to pay him to tank, right? Maybe things change. But as of right now, I think that there are teams in this moment and going into next year's hiring cycle that have at least a fair question of what's it going to be like for us. If we do business with this guy because he exposed Belichick's texts, he threw John Elway under the bus and he's airing dirty laundry left and right. And you might respond and say, as long as you d- aren't doing anything inappropriate, you don't have anything to worry about. And it's like, I-, I don't know. You're probably right, but Belichick just made an honest mistake. He just screwed up and it came to light. So if I'm a team, I'm thinking if we make an honest mistake and maybe it's perceived to be something it's not. Or are we just going to be exposed? Is this guy a whistleblower? Is he just a rat? There are going to be teams that think like that. Whether it's right or wrong, that thought will enter into their head. So I'm, I'm rooting for the guy. I hope this doesn't cost him down the line. But it very well might.
4: Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11
7: p.m. Pacific. I'm George Reister, host of the Reister or Wrong podcast. This is the intersection where sports, business, society, and pop culture meet. The truth, absolute fire, on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Facts only. Make sure you check your feelings at the door because no BS is allowed. We keep it 100. This is where real conversations happen. Listen to the Right or Wrong podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City
0: Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact.
2: Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long.
6: You buy Toyota Dependability, meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future. So visit your local Toyota dealer. Check out the amazing national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places.
0: When you're an American Express Platinum Card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? Um, I've lost count. Or, shoot that, shoot that! And even... Checkout's not until
7: 4, so...
0: Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply.
1: Thank you, Eddie. By the way, are you a uh, Johnny Cash fan at all? Yeah. Yeah? How about uh, Soundgarden? Did you like Soundgarden Soundgarden back in the day? Soundgarden
5: is one of my favorite bands of all time. Oh, really? No kidding. Best concert I ever went to was Soundgarden at the Forum.
1: How long ago? What year, roughly?
5: Uh, It was uh, after they had already kind of broken up. and I don't know if they ever officially broke up, but Chris Cornell went to go do his own thing, Yeah. and they they got back together for a tour, and they just played all their hits. They weren't supporting an album or anything. It was amazing. Oh, man. That's
1: awesome. Rusty Cage is one of my favorite Soundgarden fa- uh, songs. Bad Motor Finger, that album. There are so many good songs on that album. And yeah, it's they're, they're, my,
5: they're my favorite of the uh, the Seattle groups there.
1: Yeah. Yeah. There some yeah good ones, so. How would you rank them? You've got what? You've got uh, Pearl Sound Jam, Garden, Alice in Chains. Al- Soundgarden,
5: Alice in Chains, Pearl Jam, Nirva- and then, Nirvana. Uh, Nirvana would be last for me. Put them last, huh? Yep. How come? I just don't like them as much as the other ones. Wow, really? Wow. Okay. Hey,
1: I mean, someone's got to be last, right? (laughs) Is there's always one that's by association. I can't remember. Coop, you probably know. Is there someone else in the Seattle area? I don't know if it's. This might be way wrong, but it's like Stone Temple Pilots or someone like that, like on the exterior, but it's like they're technically part of that scene. Do you know what? They're
5: from San Diego.
1: They might be. It, okay. it might be some other band completely, but I swear there's one other band that's linked into the Seattle scene.
8: Um. Yeah, I'm not sure. Uh, I mean, you, I think you mentioned all of the ones that I know. Yeah. Uh, the main ones. Heart is from Seattle.
1: Yeah, that's right.
8: <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I mean, I don't. I don't know. You, you talk, that, you you, know. you're talking about in that whole like grunge era. You're talking about from that.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah no, I don't know. Did you, this is, man, hot tub time machine stuff. When we were doing a show together, Coop, did you put Hart, like, higher in your Seattle power rankings than a couple of the grunge bands? Or am I just misremembering that whole thing? <laughs> um, I
8: mean, now that you mention it, it sounds familiar, but, I, I mean, I, I, I probably wasn't, like, what super What about
1: suit. love? <laughs> yeah. I swear, I just blew a gasket like, Hart! Heart, I swear I remember something about that. Um, yeah, I th-
8: that sounds familiar. But I, I, I couldn't have been completely serious because I haven't really listened to a lot of like Alice in Chains, so I don't really know oh, man, yeah. them at all. So I, I, can't really compare.
1: You know the uh, the uh, singer that took over for Lane Staley. I saw him in concert randomly in L.A. I don't remember. It was uh, some sort of like uh, hodgepodge of bands. But he's really good, and no one's going to sound exactly like Lane. He's too signature, but this guy at least sounds somewhat like Lane. He's really good. I think, Coop, I don't know your musical taste too well, but uh, there's a Check My Brain. That's with the newer singer. You might want to check it out. It's a pretty good song, which is like a rock song, you know? But there are some Lane vibes that the new singer, I don't know his name, but he does a pretty good job. Pretty good job over there. Pretty good. Yeah, check it out. Nice. All right, so real quickly before we hear from Eddie Garcia, a little NBA thing for you. So uh, Chris Paul, he's going to be out. I'm sure you've heard about this. He's got the broken right thumb. He'll miss the next six to eight weeks. And uh, the playoffs begin in, what, seven weeks. So you do the math, there's a chance he wouldn't be ready to go for the very beginning of the playoffs. I doubt that'll be the case. We'll see how it works out. My first reaction after hearing this news is like, this is a big deal. This is huge. And the more I've thought about it, this isn't to sell Chris Paul short because he's been phenomenal for the Phoenix Suns franchise. They have taken off since they got Chris Paul. Then they've added some other pieces too. DeAndre Ayton has come into his own. They've got some good role players. like Cameron Johnson's a good role player. They have depth. Mikkel Bridges. So It's a good team. They are 48-10, and and the more I've thought about this, I really don't think it's a big deal. Now, let me walk you through my thinking here. First off, it's looking at their huge lead in the standings. So the Suns, they lead the Warriors by six and a half games. They're eight games clear of Memphis. They're 12 games clear of the Jazz. So just think about this. I'm not going to nerd out on you, but just consider this. The Suns only have 24 games left in the regular season. So if they don't have Chris Paul for any of those 24 remaining games. Let's say they're around 500. Let's say they split 12 and 12. That's probably worst case scenario cuz they're still very very talented. If they go 12 and 12, a team like the Grizzlies is going to have to go like 18 and 2 to catch them. The chances of that happening are not very good at all. Maybe, maybe the Warriors run them down. It's possible. But I think at worst, you're talking about the Suns being a 1 or a 2 seed in the West. You're still in a great position when Chris Paul comes back and rejoins the team after this thumb injury. And the other part of this is Chris Paul getting some rest. He might be in a better position to actually get through the postseason healthy. Because he's suffered injuries at the worst possible times before in the playoffs. It's happened with the Clippers before. It's happened with the Rockets. They had a chance to take down the Warriors. And he had the hamstring issue. So maybe this actually helps Chris Paul's chances of being healthy in the playoffs. It's just one of these deals where the Suns have won 18 of their last 19 games. That's fantastic. The Suns without Chris Paul, they have no chance of doing anything close to that. But I think when you look at the big picture, and they're at worst going to be a one or a two seed most likely, and Chris Paul might have a better chance to make it through the playoffs, this might be actually a blessing in disguise more than, oh, it's just this huge loss. I thought the same thing initially, but the more you think about it, I don't think it's going to be that big of a deal for Phoenix. And also the other thing is, some of the role players, they're going to have bigger roles. They might grow during this time. And then come playoff time, they might be bigger assets, even in lesser roles when Chris Paul comes back. So I actually, I look at this glass half full. And I wouldn't, if you asked me, you had the choice of losing Chris Paul for two months, or the better part of two months, or having him around. I'd much rather have him around if I'm a Phoenix Suns fan or that organization, but I really do think there's some good that can come out of it. I don't think it's this crushing blow and, oh, my gosh, what are the Suns going to do? They're 48-10. and They're going to be just fine. They've won so many games. They've got a cushion. They can withstand all this. So I think they'll be fine.
7: Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury.
6: That's
5: chumbacasino.com.
7: No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.
5: I'm John Seifer and I'm Jerry O'Shea. We spent over 30 years in the CIA uncovering global conspiracies. Conspiracies aren't just a theory to us, which is why we started our podcast, Mission Implausible. Everyone has questions about conspiracy theories, but with our background, we can actually answer those questions. Anyone can just start screaming about microchips and Jewish space lasers, but it's our mission to remove the bull and get down to what's real. Listen to Mission and plausible on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: Hey everyone, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. Or call 562 314 4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 2024 Santa Fe, available early 2024.
7: Hi, everyone. I'm Paul Nanka. And I'm Skip Bronson. And what happens when two old friends take their decades of experience in the business and entertainment worlds and sit down with our buddies?